The long-awaited move is now official. Baker Mayfield is headed to the Carolina Panthers in exchange for a conditional fifth-round pick going to the Browns. We'll talk about that and more on today's episode of Locked On Sooners. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Sooners fans. Welcome to Locked On Sooners. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners and on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast. Thank you so much for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. And make sure to go check out the show over on YouTube. We're free and available on all podcast platforms. But subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can see our faces, our reactions. You can see our guests whenever we have them on. Make sure you go listen to Shayan J. Araja, who Walked us through the conference realignment stuff on yesterday's episode. Josh is joining us as he does every day from 94.7 The Ref in Norman. You can follow him on Twitter at Josh on Ref. How you doing today, sir? Free at last. Free at last. Baker Mayfield no longer tethered to the Cleveland Browns. Shooter fans can rejoice their savior from several years back and Fan favorite to be for really all eternity, former Heisman Trophy winner, Baker Mayfield, no longer a Cleveland Brown, now uh, obviously is heading over to the Carolina Panthers. What do you make of this move, John? I think, you know, for me, initial reactions, the Panthers didn't have to give up that much to get a former number one overall pick in Baker Mayfield to get an established starter And let's call it what it is. With Baker Mayfield, we can nitpick and we can break down things that we've liked and things that we've disliked about Baker Mayfield's NFL career so far. But the guy has won football games in the National Football League, and there's no getting around the fact that he's a bona fide NFL starter in my mind. So for Carolina, from that perspective, to really, worst-case scenario, give up a fourth-round pick, and, oh, by the way, only have to pay $5 million. Let's round up here. And the Cleveland Browns are taking care of the rest of this uh, money for Baker Mayfield. To me, that's a slam dunk for Matt Rule. It's a slam dunk for that front office that specifically for Rule and his future in Carolina. They're trying to win, man, and they got to win right now. Yeah, Matt Rule doesn't have much time to continue to try to build a team. He's got to find a way to get some success in Carolina to stave off some of that hot seat discussion that we're already starting to hear only after a couple years with the Panthers. I think it's a great addition for them, especially for the compensation they had to give up. Anytime that you can give up a pick outside of the top 100 for a guy who started as many games as Baker Mayfield has done, it's an easy, easy deal to make if you're an NFL team. Because, I mean, like you said, at worst, it's a fourth-round pick. Baker Mayfield started 60 games in his career. He's thrown for more than 14,000 yards. He's thrown 92 touchdowns. Yes, 56 interceptions. But he's thrown a lot of passes in the NFL. Not always is a situation completely on one player. I'm very much opposed to the idea that wins are a quarterback stat because it takes 53 guys on an NFL roster – a whole host of coaches on an NFL coaching staff, 
a front office that knows what they're doing and an ownership that's willing to buy into a vision that will lead to success. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. Supposedly, we arguably have all the talent in the world all the time. What has held us back at times? Coaching, culture. It's not always on the quarterback. And while Baker Mayfield has had his ups and downs, let's be real. He's, a, he's the guy that gave them their first playoff win in this current franchise or since like 2000. or I can't remember what the stat was, but it's been more than 20 years. Anytime that a guy is able to help you do something you've not done in more than 20 years, that's pretty significant. For all the warts, Baker Mayfield was a big part of restoring that franchise into a respectable NFL team. And yes, some of the issues are there. The turnovers are not great. You don't want those things. But let's respect the effort. Let's respect what he's able to do there for the Cleveland Browns. And now he gets an opportunity to have a fresh start with Carolina on a team that has some really nice talent around them and a coach who's going to be coaching for his NFL career at this point. I mean, Matt rule. I I don't want to say he's a lame duck coach because I think he's still got some years on his contract, but I do think he's a guy that's going to have to make something happen significantly this season, especially in an NFC South division. That's Tampa Bay. And then everybody else, Uh, new Orleans is without Sean Payton and drew Brees. Atlanta there. They traded Matt Ryan away and going with Marcus Mariota. That's not a team that I'm excited about in the NFC South. And so there is an opportunity for the, the Carolina Panthers to step themselves up a notch in the NFC South hierarchy. And now with the 17 playoff in the NFC, it's a little bit easier to get in. Even if you're not necessarily one of the best teams in the NFL, you have an opportunity to get into the playoffs. And what, we've seen it all throughout the last 20 years or so, whether it was the New York Giants or the Green Bay Packers, you can get hot in the playoffs and go on a run if you have certain elements to your team. Obviously, the Packers, they got Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. The New York Giants, Eli Manning was good during the run, but that team was buoyed by its defense. Matt Rule is trying to build a defensive culture, a tough defensive culture in Carolina, and they're investing in that. They've invested in the defensive front with Derek Brown out of Auburn two years ago with Akeem butchering the name off the top of my head. Uh, from North Carolina State, the offensive tackle, they took sixth overall in this most recent uh, NFL draft. So it's a team that's really looking to build up front from the front to the back. But Carolina's got some really good weapons in DJ Moore, who's one of just a few players to have, I think it was like 1,300 yards receiving uh, several years in his NFL career. I mean, this is a guy that's done some really, really good things. Christian McCaffrey, the only issue with McCaffrey is can he stay healthy? If he can stay healthy, he's still one of the most dynamic players in the NFL. And backing him up, a guy that Oklahoma Sooners fans are very familiar with, Chuba Hubbard, who's had a really solid start to his NFL career as well. They've got another really good deep threat on the other side at wide receiver and Robbie Anderson. So this is not a team that's devoid of talent by any stretch of the imagination. And possibly, quite possibly, I've seen this argued on Twitter, that DJ Moore is the best wide receiver that Baker Mayfield has played with. Uh, so far in his career. Now, I know he's had Odell Beckham Jr., but Odell Beckham Jr. in Cleveland was kind of a shell of who he was in New York. Jarvis Landry, great wide receiver. Is he as good as DJ Moore? I'm not so sure about that. So I really like this move for Carolina. Again, anytime that you can give up a pick outside the top 100 for a player that started as many games as Baker Mayfield had and had reasonable success, you've got to do it. That's an easy, easy move to make for any NFL franchise. They often 
are really stingy with those draft picks. But I think what we're seeing in the last couple of years, especially with teams like the Los Angeles Rams having so much success trading away their draft picks, is if you're the Carolina Panthers, giving away a fifth that could become a fourth, that's easy money, especially when Cleveland's taking on $10 million of that salary. They are huge winners in this deal. Cleveland, they had to make a move. And I think what they were trying to do was wait on the right move. And this was probably becoming the only move that they could make is they were going to have to eat a part of their contract, a part of Baker Mayfield's contract, and they were going to have to settle for some kind of conditional draft pick. Uh, they weren't going to get a premium pick for him at this point be just because of the PR about Baker Mayfield. Whether it's right or wrong, there's a perception out there about him, which I think is inaccurate. And we've even seen his teammates come out and say he's a great teammate, that he's a hard worker. He's a guy that played through injury. I mean, let's compare the situations right now between Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield. And I know I'm going off on a tangent here, but following the NFL like I've done the last several years and covering it, I'm still pretty in tune. But Kyler Murray is getting this reputation that he quit on his team at the end of the playoffs against the Los Angeles Rams. The opposite is true for Baker Mayfield. He didn't quit on his team. And people are actually wondering, should you have? Like, should you have sat down and not played through your shoulder injury? Was it more detrimental to actually do that? And so, like, we have two separate conversations happening about two separate quarterbacks. But if you're one of those quarterbacks, which reputation would you rather have? The guy that played through the, the tough situation, the guy that played through the injury. So, Baker Mayfield's a winner in this. The Carolina Panthers are a winner in this. Cleveland you're still having to deal with the PR mess that Deshaun Watson brings with you. You bought that. You got to eat it. You got to, you got to carry it. Baker Mayfield's not going to be there to, to distract the Cleveland fan base from where you're sitting now. It's, it's all on you. You got to own it for better or for worse. Deshaun Watson is your future at quarterback. He is Deshaun Watson. Now officially, we thought obviously that was going to be the case just with the amount of money that uh, guaranteed money that Cleveland poured into Deshaun Watson's contract to ultimately pry him away from Houston. We knew that even with everything looming, looming over Deshaun Watson, that was the direction they had chosen for their future and that Baker Mayfield really outside of maybe this season as Deshaun Watson, again, we're still waiting on what that suspension officially might look like from the NFL. But we have a pretty good inclination that there will be some form or fashion of a suspension from the NFL coming the way for Deshaun Watson. And maybe that meant that for one season, Baker Mayfield could step back in, be the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. And actually, John, to a lot of the points that you just made, just further build that reputation uh, on what you were describing for Baker Mayfield as somebody that, look, torn labrum and all, willing to go out and be the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns or under this hypothetical situation, willing to stay in that final year of his contract and be quote unquote, the model citizen step in for his team and really drive the price up for his next contract. If he went out and played well, probably though, it made the most sense for all parties for this to be how this situation played out. I don't know that if you, you know, listed all the different teams that Baker Mayfield was rumored to potentially be linked to, that Carolina is just a surefire, the best fit for him. But it's a pretty good fit, and it makes sense for Matt Rule again, who needs to win right now, and Baker Mayfield in a prove-it year for his, his future in the National Football League. Obviously, he's going to be highly motivated 
And you mentioned the weapons around him. Moore, Anderson, that's exciting. And the other part of it that I like, John, Baker Mayfield throughout his NFL career, what has he been surrounded by? He's been surrounded by great running backs. When you think of Nick Chubb and you think of Kareem Hunt in Cleveland, he's got that. Now, it's a little bit different type of running back, obviously, in Christian McCaffrey. And you nailed it. Health will be a big, big piece of the puzzle here for Baker Mayfield's success. If Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy, this could really turn into a good thing in a division that I agree with you. Outside of Tampa Bay, there's no reason to think that Carolina couldn't finish second in this division. I'm probably expecting New Orleans to be that team that finishes second, but it's not out of the realm of possibility that Cleveland, uh, given that Cleveland, that Baker Mayfield, given his time and experience in Cleveland, could lead Carolina to that second place type finish. It's a possibility. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, we know in the NFL, there's a lot of parity. That's what they've really tried to manufacture in the league with the salary cap with the NFL draft is making sure that everybody's kind of on this level playing field and you're like plus one, plus two or minus one, minus two. It's, it's an eight, nine win league. And if you can get to nine wins, you have a really good chance of making the, the playoffs. So it's, it's really going to be, it's going to be something, man. And the Carolina Panthers, they open the season week one against the Cleveland Browns. And we know what Baker Mayfield's like when he's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder. So that's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be must-see TV. If that's not the, the Fox or CBS game of the week, then what are we even doing with programming at this point? Like that's like a WrestleMania-style main event, a grudge match, if it were, especially – especially if Deshaun Watson for some strange reason is actually able to, to play football week one, which I have zero. Uh, I, I put a 0% chance on that actually happening, but you never know with the league. You never know with Roger Goodell, anything is possible. Anything is up on the table. Uh, you never can guarantee what's going to happen with that guy. So Baker Mayfield to the, to the Panthers, let us know how you feel about the move. Do you like it? Do you hate it? Would you rather him go somewhere else? Let us know in the YouTube comments. We'd love to hear your feedback on that. Seattle was another team that was rumored to be heavily interested in him. And, and we're, oddly, I saw Miami pop up at one point. And I was like, no, they got Tua. They're, they're locked into Tua. That's not happening. But uh, Carolina, I think it's a, it's a solid fit. It gives him a fresh start, a second chance to kind of rebuild his NFL future uh, after things kind of flamed out with the Cleveland Browns. Coming up next... Speaking of things flaming out, we got the Big 12 All or the All Big 12 preseason team that we got to talk about. But first, I want to talk to you about Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family owned business serving auto parts customers online for more than 20 years. They've got everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Why would you choose to spend 30 or 50 or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership when you can go to rockauto.com and save? Prices are always reliably low for the do-it-yourselfer and the professional mechanic. Everybody gets the same price. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. It's college football futures season right now. NFL futures season right now. Maybe you like that over on the Carolina Panthers with this acquisition of Baker Mayfield. BetOnline.net, that's your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. You can find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, including uh, this season's 
major league baseball games that you can bet on over there at Bet Online as well. BetOnline.net, it's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf as well. So head on over to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. John, it was unkind in the preseason All-Big 12 media poll for Oklahoma Sooners. We did see Dylan Gabriel uh, announced as the newcomer of the Big 12. Uh, We did see Michael Turk earn some recognition as the first-team punter. But in terms of first-team offensive and defensive players, crickets for Oklahoma. What do you make of this? Well, I'm I'm a little bit surprised, but also given that you know a guy like Spencer Sanders was named the, the you know first team quarterback for the Big 12 in 2021, it's also a little bit not surprising because he's coming back and he's kind of the most experienced quarterback in the conference at this point uh, with the most Big 12 experience, especially. And so, I I think most people would argue that Dylan Gabriel is the better quarterback. I, I don't know if there's much debate about that given what we know about these quarterbacks through their short NCAA career so far, Quinn Ewers might be able to thrust himself into that conversation. You know, if he's able to have a few great games to start the season, especially against Alabama, if he plays well against Alabama, he's going to put himself in that conversation as well. And so I think there's definitely arguments to be made for several Oklahoma Sooners to be included here. Uh, Dylan Gabriel, a quarterback is one. I think Marvin Mims, you could probably, have a conversation with or about, especially as it concerns a guy like Xavier Hutchinson. Um, I, I think, you know, Xavier worthy is obvious. He's a slam dunk. He should be the, you know, part of the first team, but Xavier Hutchinson and Quentin Johnston, both players that are really, really good. Both players. I like a lot. I don't know if they're necessarily surefire first team, all big 12 preseason selections over a guy like Marvin Mims. Um, you know, I think you can make a case for Anton Harrison along the offensive line, though, you know, Baylor's offensive line is great. So you don't really have many qualms about that. And then on the defensive side, the only two guys I could really come up with that might should get consideration were key Lawrence and Woody Washington. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe one of Oklahoma's linebackers before it's all said and done. Obviously Deshaun white brings back a ton of experience to Oklahoma. There's a lot of buzz about what, Perhaps a Danny Stutzman as soon as 2022 could morph into, uh, you know, we keep thinking and talking about this talented group of freshmen, Jaron Canick, Kobe McKenzie, Kip Lewis. I mean, does one of those guys emerge as an immediate star for Oklahoma? Technically, not the case at the linebacker position, at least with the, the true freshmen coming in. Danny Stutzman would maybe be the name to watch there. For Oklahoma, I'm with you. I think Key Lawrence is an intriguing pick for Oklahoma in the defensive backfield. Woody Washington uh, as well. Up front, Jalen Redmond, I think before it's all said and done, has a really good chance if uh, Oklahoma is in the Big 12 championship game and if he's your leading tackles for loss and leading uh, sacks guy for Oklahoma, I think he's going to have a good chance to, to warrant or merit inclusion. But you know, as you step back and kind of look at this thing, both sides of the football for the Big 12 preseason media team, 
do you have just a massive beef outside of Marvin Mims not being included? Probably not necessarily, you know, and ultimately it winds up being great bulletin board material for Oklahoma, which, hey, you'd rather have seven on the final all Big 12 team than, you know, eight or whatever on the preseason all Big 12 team. Yeah, it's like, uh, what did Nick Benito say? At one point uh, when the college football playoff rankings came out the first time last year, and he said, what did he say? Say less. I'm sure that's what the the Oklahoma Sooners are, are telling each other in the locker rooms. Like, hey, we don't care about all Big 12 preseason selections. We want national championship. We want a Big 12 conference title. We want a national championship. And then the rest will take care of itself. But, hey, we got to talk. Michael Turk, he did get a selection. And, you know, so huge shout-out to him. He's arguably one of the best punters in, in college football right now. And so – I think that's a guy that is going to be a huge game changer for the Sooners, especially for, you know, Brent Venables, Ted Roof's defense, you know, helping them play field position at times. I think that's going to be a big, big weapon for the Oklahoma Sooners this year. Uh, one other note I got to mention on here is how do you not put Jared Casey, the fullback from Kansas, who caught the two-point conversion to beat Texas, how do you not make him first-team All-Big 12 preseason selection at fullback? That to me, that is a travesty. He beat Texas. Like that's a huge, that's a huge one for them. Instead, we've got an Iowa State Cyclone on the yeah. first team. Yeah, that it listen, if they had our votes, he would be first team, no doubt, just for that one play. Yeah. And so I, I think so. Who are guys that you feel like are like if you're gonna make a bold prediction, who's one or two guys that you think are gonna be on this team come December? I think Marvin Mims, to me, is going to wind up being a first-team wide receiver. I don't know if that would be – that's not in the bold category. I think when it's all said and done, Dylan Gabriel will be the first-team quarterback from the Big 12. So I, I think in addition to newcomer of the year, I think they've got that right. I think Dylan Gabriel will wind up as the Big 12's best quarterback when it's all said and done again place like Oklahoma with the type of weapons you feel like Oklahoma historically has and Jeff Levy's track record. I don't know if that would qualify as a quote unquote bold prediction. I think maybe one of the defensive line transfer additions for Oklahoma has a chance, maybe a Jonah Laula, maybe a Jeffrey Johnson. You know, I, I thought this is something we can dive into later in the week. We have, we, we, you know, the other piece of news we got today was the folks at the Oklahoma Sooners are sitting down to Big 12 media days. And if you're asking me for a bold selection on who could maybe wind up as a first-team, second-team type guy, all Big 12 for OU, the fact that Ethan Downs, that Oklahoma chose to send him to the Big 12 media days, that has my eyebrows raised a little bit about what the coaching staff saw this spring and what they think the ceiling is in 2022 for Ethan Downs. I'm still coming down from that Valero Alamo Bowl high that Marcus Stripling served up for us. I think he's another name to keep a, a potentially an eye on up front for Oklahoma as somebody that could be very, very disruptive and work his way into this type of consideration as well. But of the bold variety, Ethan Downs would more fit that billing for me because, look, uh, I know that he comes to Oklahoma as a highly regarded kid, and now he's been in the system for a little bit here. It just – I've seen less of Ethan Downs than obviously we've seen of maybe a Marcus Stripling. So he would fit into that bold category for me. And given the way Oklahoma's sending him to Big 12 media days, John, 
I don't know that it's the craziest thing that by season's end we could be talking about that with Ethan Downs. Yeah, I love the Ethan Downs pick. And, you know, if you've been listening to the show, Josh knows it. Marcus Stripling, that's my, that's my guy. I'm already looking forward to Toby Rowland's first call of a strip sack. That's going to be magical. Uh, I think he's the guy that I'm looking forward to seeing. And I think he has a really good chance also to break into that first team, all big 12. Now there's some really, really good players on the edge. You know, Will McDonald from Iowa state, uh, Felix Anadike Uzoma out of Kansas state. These are really good players that are going to be playing off the edge for uh, their respective teams in the Big 12. And so it's going to be tough to break into that. These guys come with reputations already. Marcus Stripling, Ethan Downs, they've got a lot to prove if they're going to make that uh, first team all Big 12 by the end of the season. But the second team is definitely well within reason. Uh, but coming up next, we got some recruiting news. The Oklahoma Sooners are, um, how do we put this? They're allaying any fears you might have had by getting July started off with a bang. We'll talk about that after I talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar. It's so great. It's fantastic. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and completely delicious. If you haven't tried these, I mean, I've been talking about them with you for about two years now. If you haven't tried Built Bar yet, now's the time. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 where you can get 15% off your next order. Try the peanut butter brownie. Try the mint brownie. Try the coconut brownie chunk puff. That's right. If you've had the coconut brownie chunk, you'll love the coconut brownie chunk puff. It has all that same coconut brownie goodness in a fluffy cloud of marshmallow. It's fantastic. You'll love it. Make sure you go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off of the best tasting protein bar on the market at built.com. And Josh, we got recruiting news. The word came down on Wednesday. We're recording this late Wednesday night that Jacquez Petaway, the four-star wide receiver out of Texas, Florida. Texas, I'm blanking. That's terrible. Uh, the four-star wide receiver has committed to the Oklahoma Sooners. This is terrible uh, podcasting and has helped the Oklahoma Sooners now jump to number 25 in the team rankings where they were just 37th uh, a week ago. Josh, uh, how are you feeling about Oklahoma's recruiting? We're, we're really liking where they're at, right? Yeah, feel great about, obviously, where they're at now. For anybody that was a little bit freaked out, with the Jaquay's Petaway commitment, you combine it with Caleb Hicks, you combine it with Samuel Omasigo, and the way it appears in this uh, month here of July. Oklahoma, all of a sudden, they've got 11 commits in their class. Remember, it wasn't too awful long ago we were sitting here talking about well, Oklahoma's, you know, got four commits. And, well, Oklahoma's got seven commits. Okay, now they've got 11 commits in the 2023 class. And for anybody that was concerned, again, not too far removed from Oklahoma being, what, 42nd, I think, in the 247 Sports composite team rankings a couple of weeks ago. Now they're all the way up into the 20, uh, top 25. They're number 25 nationally. And, again, uh, I think uh, a commitment very soon coming from one Mr. Green that fans can look forward to and uh, several others on the way in July. So no reason to panic. There was never a reason to panic for Oklahoma fans. I watched a little bit of Jaquay's Petaway's, Jaquay's Petaway's film. Man, this kid can absolutely fly. Yeah, I'm excited about him. I think the, the speed is the intriguing aspect of this, obviously. He's one of those players that you can put anywhere in the formation and get him the football 
and just let him work. Just let him use his speed, similar to a, a Marquise Brown. Uh, yeah, Marquise Brown, and you can throw him the football in the short area of the field. Let him make guys miss and get yards after the catch. You can try and work him deep and and get big plays down the field. Uh, the recruit out of Texas, the four star player. So one thing I really like to look at over at twenty four seven Sports in their team recruiting rankings is the average score for their recruiting classes. So yeah, Oklahoma might be sitting at 25th right now, but their average score of like 90.05 puts them at 12th. Only 11 teams currently have a better average recruit score, meaning the, the, the average rating for the recruits they have committed to their, their recruiting class. Only 11 schools have a better average score right now than Oklahoma. So that makes you feel pretty good. Obviously, there's going to be a lot more coming. Anthony Evans, I think that's going to be one that's coming down the pipeline as well. You mentioned Caden Green. There's going to be a lot of big names for the Oklahoma Sooners coming in the month of July. We preach patience. A lot of, if you you know read OU Insider, uh, Parker Thune, if you listened to our show with him last week, if you go to Sooner Scoop and you read those guys, everybody's telling you, be patient. Don't worry. Don't sweat it. It's coming. Because in the new era, in the Brent Venables era of recruiting, we're not going to be getting this rush of commitments in the spring. A lot of likely is going to be the summer, and it's going to be late summer where we start seeing more of these commitments happen. Uh, it's no surprise um, that Oklahoma is starting to make their way up the team recruiting rankings at this point. And I, I really like where they're at. I think they're going to be you know, hitting several home runs as the next few weeks go along as well. Uh, Josh, anything else that you want to – mention on recruiting before we before we let the folks go well just the comparison you made to marquis hollywood brown i would toss another name in i think petaway reminds me a little bit of say aditi westbrook as well you just think of that type of speed the ability to get vertical in the passing game and then the quick twitch i'm gonna say a name that might not excite a lot of oklahoma fans but I see a little bit of Mario Williams when I watch his tape as well. Some of the things that Oklahoma last year wanted or tried to do with Mario Williams and just the body type, he's not that six foot four, six five receiver. He's right there, right at about six feet tall, Petaway is. I think that's positive too, John, when we start thinking about Oklahoma's wide receiving core projecting forward. We saw the first couple of the signees that – Levy and this offensive staff, some of it, obviously, the same faces on the staff, but really since Levy took over, we saw what? We saw Jaden Gibson and we saw Nick Anderson. It kind of felt like almost most of the offers out there for Oklahoma were those bigger body type wide receivers. I think it's good. I think it's healthy for Oklahoma to have a mix and match approach in the wide receiver room. Jaquay's Petaway is a little bit different receiver than some of the other guys that Oklahoma's obviously signed and uh, has recently earned commitments from. So I think that part of it is really exciting for Oklahoma fans. So Petaway is the number 47 player currently in the 2023 class. He's the number eight player in Texas and the number eight wide receiver. You got to love that. Like if you're an Oklahoma fan, you got it. That's got to get you really, really excited. They add him over the weekend. They added Samuel Omosigo. They also added Phil Picciotti um, up out of Pennsylvania. So that's, Two really good additions to the linebacker core as well. And then we get uh, Petaway to the wide receiver room. Uh, I really like what Brent Venables is doing. 
We're adding depth. We're constantly going to be looking for talent. We're going to put all this competition together. Somebody on Twitter said, man, the, the linebacker room is going to look really crowded. I was like, yeah, it, it will. And the cream will rise to the top, and that's good. You want competition. It's never a bad thing. The best players will play. Brent Venables will make sure that the competition is right so that at every position group, there's going to be enough competition that makes everybody raise their game, and that's only going to benefit the Oklahoma Sooners moving forward. But that's going to – oh, go ahead, Josh. It sounds like Oklahoma might be getting some good news, by the way, this weekend as well on Logan Howland, who is an offensive lineman that a lot of people thought maybe was going to wind up at Iowa. But it sounds like OU's made a serious charge here. That's no guaranteed thing, but you start thinking about what this offensive line class looks like with a Joshua Bates, with a Heath Ozida, uh, with potentially Logan Howland, with potentially Caden Green, and all of a sudden – up front what Oklahoma uh, might have in this class could be very, very impressive as well. Yeah, that's really exciting to hear. And, I mean, if if Jim Ross, the former voice of the WWE, current voice of AEW, longtime Oklahoma Sooners fan, is out there, quote, tweeting your tweets, uh, you better come. Otherwise, he might send uh, some uh, Jack Swagger or Dr. Oh, Dr. Death's passed away. But uh, some some WWE or pro wrestling guys at you. So anyway, I just I just love good old Jr. Just very fond memories from my early childhood when he was still commentating for WCW, and then when he went to the WWF, WWE. I don't know. Sorry, I just have a fond spot in my heart for good old Jr. But that's gonna do it for today's episode of Locked On Sooners. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. We're free and available on every platform. Go subscribe to the show over on YouTube. We love just interacting with you guys over there. Love seeing your comments, seeing what you got to say about the show, about the team. Let us know, again, how you're feeling about the Baker Mayfield trade, how you're feeling about the recruiting class now that we're starting to see the the dominoes fall in a little bit, and then also what you think about the first team, all Big 12 preseason team. Uh, Make sure you go check that out as well and and let us know. Is there a Sooner on there you feel like was was snubbed a little bit? Uh, We'd love to hear your thoughts on that. But until tomorrow – oh, also – Coming up later this week, we'll have the show either for the weekend or uh, early next week. But we got Heath Ozida coming on the show. We're, we're going to continue to knock down the 2023 recruiting class and let you hear from them, get to know them a little bit before they step on campus and become Oklahoma Sooners officially. That's going to be later in the week. So for Josh, I'm John. We'll catch you next time. Boomer Sooner.